Welcome to Canada's podcast. Welcome to Canada's podcast. Um, uh, as I always do, uh, it's you're the you're the subject of this podcast. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you're doing today, kind of thing. Okay, well, thanks so much for having me, Philip. I really appreciate it. I was excited to jump on today. Um, so I'm a realtor. I own. I'm a realtor, but I it's a little different because I own a real estate brokerage. So I'm the broker of record and owner, and it's an independent company. So um, it's not a uh, you know a sub corporation or anything like that under one of the majors. I used to be a Remax guy, and I wanted more autonomy and such. So I moved off, and I'm I'm an independent now. So it's a little bit more uh, of an entrepreneurial um, mm-hmm. build. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that means you're an entrepreneur because you've obviously been in real estate and that's that that's basically, a, you know, a self-survival business, but basically based on your own, your own abilities and performance. What made you decide to become an entrepreneur? You know what? It was always there when I was a kid. I... You know, I always had business ideas. I, you know, I had my own driveway ceiling business when I was a teenager with a partner. I had, uh, I had a glass cleaning business where I wore tuxedo tails, and at the time I had long hair, and I mm-hmm. said, like, "Class, do your glass," and I used to, you know, clean windows. So um, always coming up with ideas, and I, I used to carry a little micro cassette recorder. I don't know if you remember those. I no, I do. I'm old enough, yeah. <laughs> and I used to, I used to write idea. I used to just so, so they would be fresh in my mind. I would tell the recorder ideas. I'd be standing at a bus stop as a kid, you know, saying, you know, different ideas. You know, I had a, I had one idea before. Buck stores were really big, the the dollar stores. And there was no Dollarama. There was like Byway and a few of these other kind of discount stores, but there wasn't really dollar stores mm-hmm. per se. And I had one idea back then. I was going to call it "Who Gives a Buck." <laughs> <laughs> so I was always always thinking of ideas and yeah. entrepreneurial. So real estate was a natural progression um, mm-hmm. when I became you know when I became an adult and had to get a little more um, assertive. Did you grow up in an entrepreneurial family? Yeah, my dad was a, uh, he was a salesperson um, for various, um, he was an industrial mechanical salesperson for mm-hmm. selling valves, yeah. but yeah. but he uh, started a few different uh, entrepreneurial. Um, that, that's often, often happened. You know, for, for people that are listening, for you, what's the best thing about being an entrepreneur versus having a job? Well, it's not easier. It's, 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 um, that's one thing people think, you know, you have more flexibility with your time and all that you do, but you have to be so invested that you really don't. So I would say it's, uh, I love the creative component. I'm a creative person. So I just love the, the whole idea of, of, of creating, um, you know, whatever it is, the product, the service, uh, how you're going to do it, the look, the feel of your company, all of these different things are just, they're really important. Uh, I think creativity is is the variable in business that makes uh, one business superior, for lack of a better word, than another. Okay. So, you know, your industry, partly because of the, 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 
the, the pandemic and, and the change. But I mean, that can every industry has changed or, or is changing. I mean, that's that's nothing new. Um, what do you see as you know? Where's the real estate business going over the next you know sort of gen of it, which is that decade basically? You know. It's a, that's a very interesting question because I've pondered this a bit. Your re- real estate as this sort of sales force kind of situation is relatively new um, as far as, you know, the history of it. it. You know, years and years ago, I mean, there was a lot of private deals. And then if you look into the 50s and 60s and 70s, maybe more so in the 70s, but before that, there was the odd realtor in a neighborhood kind of thing. Houses would sell for $20,000. You got a 7% commission. It was all different like that. So the money wasn't an attractor. And then as it sort of house prices, especially in the greater Toronto area went up, the real estate industry started to boom. And then you started seeing real estate teams and bigger brokerages and these sort of like build outs. And what's interesting about that is that the governing bodies, I I still find they're trying to catch up like Rico and Treb, like there's this build Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. rules and regulations that aren't quite there yet. So it's a bit of the wild west, I'll be honest with you. And you've got to really watch because, um, you know, the the code of ethics, like everybody's trying, RIA's trying, they've just recently, RIA meaning the Ontario Real Estate Association. They recently, I've made the course two years. So it's a two year course to get your real estate broker's license. People used to get it in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's this growth, kind of like the law society, right? It, you know, they mm-hmm. had to build into what it is. And so I think you're going to see it become more professional as time goes on. I think it'll be, it'll, it'll, uh, you know, you'll have to have more education. I think that, uh, in the future, if house prices stay where they are, there will be downward pressure for sure on commissions. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there will be a lot of change, actually, Philip. I, I, I really do. I think it's a kind of a new the way it's boomed. When I started, there was 17,000 realtors on the Toronto Real Estate Board, and now there's around 60. Wow. So I joke with people. I say, you throw a rock, you hit a realtor. Mm-hmm. You know? Everybody in their goat is a realtor. So, uh, so I think, yeah, I think we're in for a lot of change. I think, um, there will be some attrition with the education. There will be some, uh, some attrition with just competitiveness, um, in the industry and such. So yeah, a lot of change coming up. Well, you know, you, you, you've grown your business over the last, what, 20 years? Yeah. 18 years. Uh, what's been the greatest challenge you've faced in your business to date? that you've managed to overcome? I mean, that you can pass on to others that, that, that might hit a similar kind, kind of challenge? I would say that for realtors, and probably for all entrepreneurs, is is the 24-7 component is, t- is difficult for people. I, I embraced it, but, um, but I think that was one of the keys to the success was that component of just you're always working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to look at it like if I could get a couple hours off in a day, not like a week off or two days or a weekend or anything, nothing like that ever, but it, a couple hours where I could really try to decompress or spend time with my kids. It, I found that that was really helpful. Like um, I would always carve out time on Friday night for my wife and myself. And then I had these little things called kid zones. I used to come home and see my kids between four and six. 
and then back out to appointments after. So I think that being an entrepreneur or being in a, re- a real estate broker is 24-7. I think that's tough on people and they're they're always waiting for a vacation and it's and then they the minute they book the vacation, they get busy with business, right? So I think it's finding that mindset where you can carve out periods of time in a day and that's kind of your time. So you've been, you've been pretty successful, successful, Jay. Uh, you know, if you could go back, say, 15 years, uh, what advice would you give yourself that, you know, might have made it easier? You know, back to the work ethic? Yeah. I think I, think I, I think that I, I took a, uh, you know, a rocky approach, you know, cut me mick you know i took that approach to the business sometimes i just would outwork the next guy and i um and and since then um my modus operandi has changed a lot you know not just becoming more experienced and smarter but just a um uh, a component of of sort of operating from a um a point of connection and uh, sort of like you know sort of like the oneness of all of everything and just mm-hmm. being this, it's, it's just a, it's just a more, it's actually more spiritual truthfully, but it's uh it's a, it's not quite so just like hustle and grind. I did a lot of that. And, uh, and I know, and I know what people believe that and you do need to work hard. Absolutely. But the working smart and the, um, and the component of real true, connection through energy is most important because that's that really helps yeah moving on to kind of mentoring you know what i mean we've we've all had great you don't have tons of mentors but there's you know one or two that you you, you keep what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received from from a mentor uh, and and you use you know the, those those are the uh, that's the advice you constantly come back to uh, what what interesting i would probably say that the the mindset um so in business we get this we get this feeling that it's like you need to you need to beat the other person or it's like get yours before someone else beats you to it that that is there's this mental thing this competitiveness this situation that this kind of that goes on inside of our brains and realizing that there's enough for everybody and that good guys don't good guys don't um finish last they run a different race mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think that was really huge for me you know like you just you're running a, it's a better race it's a more fulfilling race um and you just and there's enough for everybody and uh and, and that's really helped because it's very stressful being in that where you feel um you know competitive or jealous or whatever it is inside your business around what somebody else is doing it's there's enough for everybody and you just do your work you stay in your lane you focus and you just run a better race i mean you know we'll hit challenges that we don't expect you know um uh have you found a way to handle those ones uh, you know, the, the, where because they, they you know come up once or twice a year or once or twice a decade, depending on the size of them. Have you you've been in doing it long enough? Have you found a way 
to get round that wall kind kind of thing, uh, um, the process? Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, it's, we don't, I mean, there's so many, so many platitudes on social media that it, when you say one of them, it just sounds like another platitude, right? But the truth is, you, if, you, if you approach your, your difficulties or the sufferings you go through yeah. or your, um, just the fact that you don't, you don't lose, you learn. If right. you approach it from that standpoint, there's something in there for you. You know, you, you can break through a barrier by, by moving through that. It's you, know, you gain wisdom, you gain experience, you know how to handle it better the next time, or maybe you adjust your systems or you, or you build out something so that, uh, you know, a component or a contractual, something contractual that just helps you um, uh, negate that in the future. So it's about, it's about understanding that, that, you know, you just, you will learn from it rather than being upset or frustrated. Mm-hmm. Got to get through that quick 15 seconds. That's another one, you know, 15 seconds, two minutes, let yourself have it. It's okay. You're human. You, your ego's freaking out. <laughs> You know, let yourself have it. And then you got to get through it as quickly as possible. Realize there's a lesson inside of it and move through it to the other side and then adjust. And, and the ideas you have, you implement. That's another thing. Anybody can have ideas. People say, oh, you need great ideas. Of course, you need great ideas. But you need to implement the ideas. Then, then things improve. Good thinking. Okay, let's, let's get away from philosophical stuff now. And- okay. <laughs> move to what I term some ra- rapid fire questions, so kind of a, a little bit more relaxed. Okay, cool. Uh, if you weren't doing what you were doing now, what would you be doing instead? I would probably be a musician. A musician. What kind of what instrument? I uh, play guitar and sing, and I play, I play a little bit of everything, drums. But I probably would guitar and sing. Okay. What what book are you currently reading or listening to, or how, however you absorb book, or is there a book that you that you've read that you would recommend to the to our audience? Um, I am currently reading a New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, um, which is a which is a, uh, a spiritual book, but. Uh, the Power of Now by Eckhart, I just finished, and that's a great book. It's and it's it can be really applied to business because it's about now. Yeah, right? we're always wallowing in the past or, or focusing on the future, and we need to have goals. But read that. I'm gonna take in it. that moment, mm-hmm. be most powerful, right? Uh, are you a morning or a night person? Night. Interesting. Uh, you're you're one you're one of the the, the, the smaller group. Not, just I would, I would say about eighty five percent people I ask that question that are entrepreneurs are morning people. It's really, I know, I know. I'm uh, I've got some I've got some oddball uh, components to it all. But yeah, I built out a lot of my business at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be? And why? I would say, I would probably say it's a tie between creative and sincere. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm absolutely a hundred percent. Like if I, if you know, I mean what I say, and so I'm a hundred percent sincere around it. And uh, 
creativity drives my life. I'm always looking to to do something that's creative. That's cool. cool. What's keeping you up at night? You mean as far as concerns? Mm-hmm. I try not to get too uh, too worked up about everything. As I say, you know, we, we move through it. But, um, you know, I would say it's interesting being an entrepreneur. The honest answer would probably be I think about my business a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, processes, ideas, creative stuff where you got to shut it down, quiet the mind, go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um but not, I don't, I'm blessed. I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, big problems going on. Like, like I have things going on, but uh, I tried to move. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jay, that, that, that's, uh, we're going to come to an end. Um, but, and it's been really interesting. I love some of the things that we, you, you said earlier. Um, uh, it was great. Um, how can people get a hold of you uh, if they've listened to it and they want to, talk to Jay how, how what's what's the best way for them to get a hold of you yeah you know what send me an email would probably be great uh, I mean you can call me too but in my email is j at jmiller.ca it's really simple and the, mm-hmm. the j is j-a-y at j-a-y miller mm-hmm. okay alright Jay thank you very much for coming on Canvas Podcast it's been really nice talking to you likewise Philip thanks for having me <laughs>